Hello beautiful friends, welcome to the Goddess Activation Podcast where we dive deep into all things divine feminine energy, pleasure, healing, sensuality and really living connected with our bodies. I'm your host Nikita Anand, spiritual embodiment coach and Kundalini and Tantra facilitator and if you're ready to remember, reclaim and activate the ancient wisdom that has always been within your body, stay tuned. Welcome back to the Goddess Activation Podcast. Today we are diving into one of my most favorite topics in the world, which is Tantra. What is Tantra? How do we practice it? What does it like? What are the benefits? Why should you even consider working with and around Tantra? And so I've been hosting a lot of workshops in person online about Tantra. And in my one-on-one mentorship, these practices and teachings are a core fundament. And this is an endless topic. You could talk about Tantra and the teachings and the practices for weeks and and months. It's endless. There's just so much. It's like talking about the universe. You could never end talking about the universe. So today I will be covering the basics of what is Tantra, how to start implementing Tantric practices into your daily life. And when you want to learn more, if you're curious about how living in a tantric way um, impacts your life. If you're curious how it can enhance your business and your relationship with yourself and with your body, you can DM me one-on-one and we can see how we can work together. And if you first want to check out a workshop that I've did, you can click on the link below in the show notes where you will get access to a online tantra masterclass that I hosted. So to start, Tantra is an ancient Indian philosophy and it's a way of living and one of the things that I love so much is about it is that it teaches us that every single thing is sacred. So your body, your emotions, sex, every single thing is sacred and compared to most other religions and spiritual practices, this is the only the only path that I've got gotten to know that teaches this because in most other religions we get thought that when you do this and this and this you're sacred and you will get to heaven but as soon as you participate in this and this and this you will be a sin and you will like you will never recover from it and you will go to hell forever so that like that already puts so much fear onto us if we grow up with the belief of that if we do certain things it will be a sin and Tantra really comes back to the basics, right? Like, who are you? You are a soul, you are consciousness. Like, yes, you have a body and tantric practices work, do work a lot with the body and with the breath. Like, that's the core foundations. Um, But everything is sacred. Like, your body doesn't have to look like this and this and this. And you having sex and enjoying sex doesn't make you a sin. Through the tantric teachings, we really get to learn how to be in the present moment and enjoy every single moment right here right now by being here and one of the things that I also love so much is that we get to learn that life is play. Tantra says that life is lila, lila means play and when we look at Buddhism for example and I've learned some really good things from Buddhism, I'm really grateful for that but in Buddhism you get thought that that life is suffering and just thinking about that like if I base my beliefs on the foundation that life is suffering and that I need to become so enlightened until I'd never experience any thoughts or any suffering anymore, that again feels quite 
quite restricting for me. But when I think about life is play, life is Leela, that's exciting. And I'm like, okay, yes, I can do anything I want. And even when hardships come up, I will just deal with them because life is play. I get to, I get to figure it out. I get to figure out and play in life and live out my life. So for me, that feels like a much more, much more open and liberated start to however I want to live. One of the ways how we really get to be more present in tantric practices is that they really drop us into our senses. So when we are embodied in our five senses, we are more present. So already when you are walking down the street and like really rushed and on your phone and scrolling and you're hearing everything, but you're also listening to music and it's just like your brain is receiving all of this information and you're also like kind of unconsciously suppressing whatever is happening within your heart and your soul, you feel stressed. Like that's why mo the, most of society is feeling stressed and has diseases. But when you look around and you're just like present, still walking down the street and having your phone in your hand, but walking down the street and like looking around or walking down the street and really listening. What are you hearing? Maybe you can hear some birds. Maybe um, you can see the beauty even in a cloudy sky. That just brings us back to our innate joy, to our innate bliss, to our innate presence, right? To being back in the presence. And the thing is suffering doesn't exist in the present suffering only only exists in your past and in your future right but only right here right now in this moment right here right now you do not have any problems like none but when you think about your past maybe some trauma comes up maybe some um things that you haven't dealt with or haven't really processed or like just like feels triggering they come up or when you think about the future and you're like I need to make money or I need to pass this exam and I need to do this and this and this and when will I finally meet my partner and like all these questions come up but in the present moment right here right now there is not a single problem that you have and when we can live with that with that connection to the presence and to our consciousness and to the now, we can deal with whatever comes up in our way so much easier. Like if you're already stressed and more hardships get thrown at, thrown at you, you just feel more stressed. But when you're really grounded and you have your daily practice and you have your daily connection with yourself and then going out in the world and even if you have a corporate job, even if again any hardships get thrown at your way you can deal with them in a calmer more grounded embodied way for me tantra is all about making everything innocent again right like allowing ourselves to feel our emotions to have fun in our bodies and to love our bodies and to explore with pleasure and explore with sensations like we are so used to eat 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 while watching the tv or just like stuffing ourselves down with food and not really enjoying the food not enjoying the the juice the texture like just the yummy food that you're eating or maybe it's so delicious that you're like I want to inhale all of the food and then in the end you just feel so um oversatisfied and you're just like oh, I'm so full and I need to lay down um so we have really lost the touch to ourselves to to, to our connection with nature, which is a reflection of our connection with ourselves, with food, with our surroundings and our environment, right? So Tantra really brings us back to the innocence of the moment, to the innocence of every experience and emotion and feeling that we're having and the pleasure and really making it fun again and not so goal-oriented. 
another powerful thing is that with Tantra, we come back to worshipping ourselves. So a lot of us want to have this beautiful relationship where your partner or your partners treat you so well and they're like the best partners ever. Um, but babe, if you cannot give yourself all the things that you want, you'll easier place the responsibility on others even though it's your responsibility to find your happiness within you to find your feelings of fulfillment and joy and your your capability to move through all the emotions to move through the up and downs like you can learn that from other people and that is so amazing and so powerful and some of us are meant to learn that through a partner I know some of my friends were meant to learn this lesson through a partner and now they're like more embodied in that and that's amazing Having your connection with yourself first, right? Like having, making yourself a priority, making yourself love, yourself trust, your self care, your connection with yourself a priority. Because if you're in a beautiful relationship with yourself, you can be in beautiful, raw, um, honest relationships with others. So how can you start to worship yourself? How can you love all of you, even the body parts that you don't like? How can you find the ways in which you haven't trusted yourself or accepted yourself in the past? past and how can you forgive yourself for that and move into beautiful acceptance and love and celebration of yourself and when you can fully worship yourself like even if something happens or you act or respond in a way that you afterwards don't like how can you forgive yourself and move through all of that in a beautiful transformative way in a beautiful alchemizing loving way and only when we worship ourselves can we really truly worship the other person because otherwise it's often just attachment I've seen so many people just run from one relationship to the other and that just and the source of that just being like attachment, like needing to be validated, needing to be loved by someone else when the only raw, true, real love can really first needs to come from yourself. So you can really experience what is attachment, what is me being in my brain, in my illusions, in my self-worth issues and attaching the validation that someone else gives me and what is really me loving and accepting the way I am and being and celebrating the fuck out of myself just the way I am. Even if I'm not perfect, we will never be perfect. The word perfect doesn't exist. Um, how can we first celebrate ourselves so we can really know what it feels like to be in this beautiful, truthful, raw, divine, unconditional love for yourself relationship to also share that with another person? Tantra is such a deeply healing path and it's like the power of healing within it is beyond beyond putting it into any words. And sometimes what hurts me is that the Western world has really taken tantra and slapped the word sex over it and it gets sold like this. While yes, tantric living does make sex so much better. You know why? Because you are in such a more pure relationship with yourself and you're so much more present. So obviously the sex is going to get better. Of course, there's also a lot of different exercises and massages and things like that that you can incorporate, which does make sex better. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but I... One of my wishes is that we really honor Tantra for for all of it, not just for that it makes sex better, that it, but that it makes our relationship with ourselves, with the universe, with God, spirit, with our bodies, with nature better. It, it, we get to know ourselves as nature again. 
we get to see ourselves as nature again. It's not just us, oh, I'm a human being and I want to achieve all of these successful things and I don't care about the nature. It really brings us back to 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 what matters, to to what we really are beyond just what our mind thinks, beyond just the materialistic things. Not saying you cannot love materialistic things, I do too. Um, but like really coming back to what matters the most and that is love that is that is compassion that is coming back to your life and living it actually living it and not just trying to find ways of suppressing it so the next thing i already touched upon it a little bit is that we when when we really honor tantra as this beautiful ceremony of seeing life as a ceremony again that we really get to connect with god and i know the word god can be triggering for a lot of us because of all the religious programming that we've experienced and like all of the things so whether you call it god universe spirit like I'm talking about the same thing here, um, but it really strengthens our relationship with God, goddess. Like we are a part of God, of the universe, and the universe is a part of us, and we are a part of nature, nature is a part of us, and really coming back to this sacredness. Whenever I used to feel disconnected from spirit, I used to feel so powerless and so hopeless and frustrated and like, oh, like it's so hard, life sucks. But when I, whenever, like, especially in the beginning, like, as soon as I was just, as soon as I learned about the universe and the whole spiritual thing, I was just like sucked into it. And like, I was like, you got me. <laughs> um, but when I was new, like, before that, it was so hard for me. Like, being able to know that I don't have to carry everything myself. And also there is personal responsibility, but I don't have to carry everything myself. I do not have to know every single thing about me, about the universe, about life, about the future. Like I do not know, need to know all of it yet. I do not need to hold it all just by myself. Like I can give the, I can give the load, I can give the baggage to the universe. I don't have to carry it. And that is a, a topic that my parents actually taught me. So they both grew up in India and they were also really connected with Hinduism and Buddhism. And, you know, like in India, there's like thousands of gods. Um, and they also had a really special connection with God, universe, spirit. And they always taught me, like, you don't need to carry everything yourself. You can, like, you can give to the universe, like, it can hold it for you. You can give your baggage to Mother Nature. She will recycle it for you. Like in a lot of different exercises and ceremonies that I do with my clients, we just give back the baggage to Mother Earth but um, beneath us and Mother Earth will recycle it. And she's powerful. She's strong. God, universe, like it's all the same thing. And we do not have to do all of these things by ourselves. And also not saying to not take responsibility because that is also a big part. And before I dive a little bit into the history, I want to share one another really powerful thing is that through Tantra, especially non-dual Tantra, the one that I teach and do the practices of, is all about like on earth, we experience this polarity, right? Like um, masculine, feminine, black, white, light, dark, um, sun, moon, um, easy, hard, sadness, happiness, all these, th hate, hate and love, like all these different opposites. But I always teach it as like, yes, sadness and happiness is like 
both are at the end of a spectrum, but the spectrum is still one. You know what I mean? Like, yes, let's say hate is on the left side and love is on the um, right side. The thing between these two sides is still one. Like these two sides are still within the one and beyond polarity is unity. Beyond polarity is pure consciousness, like all that exists. If you've ever been in a really, 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 really deep meditation where you were just, it was just blank, like you were the universe. If you've experienced that, and I really hope everyone gets to experience this, you know what I mean. Like when we get to, when we release all the ideas of who we think, what we think we are, when we just go straight back, like when we peel back all the layers we are the universe, we are pure consciousness. And yes, on this beautiful earth, we do experience the earth through our mind, through our body, through our senses, through all the beautiful physical, and look like the mind isn't physical, but like all the beautiful things that we've received to actually experience our life here on earth. And so moving through both of the of the polarities is how we come back to the center. I I'm a usually very happy, joyful person and when I was younger, I used to think that I only like wanted to be like the happy 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 girl. Um and then <laughs> um then like if you've watched uh, I think it was the second episode about the first part of my personal journey. I went through like some hard shit with eating disorders and like all the things and also my sexual healing journey. So I was just crying so much and I realized that the more I allowed myself to cry and release it and like really feel the heaviness, the pain, like all the ugh stuff, the more I allowed myself to feel all of that, I actually felt even more bliss, ecstasy, happiness, joy, like pleasure like the more I was able to feel the one thing I could feel the other thing and that's one of the reasons why I'm still like a usually very joyful person because I cannot contain sadness in my body or anger like any emotion whatsoever like I cannot hold it back and suppress it like I just as soon as something happens like my first reaction is always tears and I just cry like I just need to release it because I physically cannot contain it and I'm very happy I got to this level like I just cry and release it. and then after sometimes after a few minutes sometimes after a few hours sometimes after a few days I feel better like it's released it's alchemized it's transformed and the more we allow ourselves to drop into either one and both of these polarities the more we come back to our true self because we get to learn so much through the sadness and through the happiness, right? Like we get to learn so much from both sides of the polarities and that's what it's about, experiencing life. It's not about being perfect and only like achieving one result and one achievement after the other. Life is about the journey. Life is about the experience and I know like we get so like we want to have a successful business. We want to experience this divine love with a partner. We want to have this and this and this and love ourselves so much that we never have a judgment towards ourselves we want all of these things yes but it's the journey that will that will bring us there it's a journey from which we learn all these things 
And the last thing I feel called to share about Tantra is, in the beginning, I said that it's an ancient Indian philosophy and it originated in the north of India and traveled to the Himalayan side and also moved to ancient China. So there's different different um, lineages of Tantra and there's no way of saying this is the real true thing. Like there is very little things that we can pinpoint to that. Um And so it really originated from this area and traveled to ancient Egypt as well. There's also ancient Egyptian Tantra. And what I do in terms of practices and ceremonies and teach is really a mix of the ancient Indian and ancient Egyptian Tantra. And the practices are universal laws. It's not like that just like some people created it and it's um, like the rest of the world didn't know about it as well, right? Like when you go into mysticism, it's very mind-blowing how different, like the same teachings were found all over the world at the same time, like five and 10 and 20,000 years ago. And like, how did they know that at like such vast distances? How did all, like how did the whole world know the same mysteries and universal laws at the same time without being able to travel in the ways that we do now? So I will leave that as an open topic. Um, but some some of these universal laws really travel to ancient England, Greece, um, and similar things were also shared in in ancient South America. And really focusing on the ancient ancient Egyptian part is when the Tantra and the Tantric practices and Kundalini practices needed to go underground as the religious stories that we often know about now were created. And a lot of the Christian things were taken from ancient Egyptian wisdom and practices and just sold like from the ancient Christian point of view so the ancient Egyptians really had to go underground with a lot of their secrets and practices and teachings and some of them were just stolen and have not be fa- have not been found yet and there's just so much in history that has been completely rewritten to benefit a certain propaganda to to benefit a certain story that benefits the politics and the religions the big religions of nowadays so with everything like even with tantra like everything that i'm sharing do your own research like read about it learn about it move through it and feel how it feels in your body maybe some of the things that i say you don't like then you don't need to accept them you don't need to integrate them but if these things like if you resonate with these things amazing and That's what I always recommend with everything. Take what you like, leave what you don't. Before you leave what you don't, ask yourself if there is some resistance and like some deeper teachings for you to integrate or if it's just a a completely aligned no. And that is amazing as well. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions, I would love for you to DM me at soulcoachnikita. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please take a screenshot of it and share it in your IG story and tag me at soulcoachnikita so we can reshare it and reach even more people worldwide. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaways were by DMing us at soulcoachnikita on Instagram. If you would leave a five a review on this podcast or share it with your friends and family and in your IG story and tagging us at Soul Coach Nikita that would greatly help us spread the message and reach even more people. 
If there is anything that you wish and desire for us to cover in this podcast, please DM us at Soul Coach Nikita on Instagram and we will try our best to cover it. Sending you so much love. XOXO Nikita.